Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. If you've never been here before, welcome to the podcast. I don't know how that has uh, suddenly become my intro, but here we are. Welcome to Subspace, the podcast where we jettison around in something. Subspace, the spaceship, the subspace. (laughs) I'm already off topic. (laughs) We jettison around in a proverbial spaceship and maybe iron out some of your kinks you know here's the thing I have been stewing yeah I said it stewing for some reason that makes me think of the word moist which I don't really like stewing gives me the same vibe anyway um for days now like four days trying to figure out what the crap I'm going to talk about. Honestly, I'm recording now and I still don't know. So if you could in real time, leave a comment down below and let me know what I should talk about. That would be great. Um, Cause that's how this works, right? You can leave a comment while I'm recording and, and I'll know and, and, and I'll have an idea of what the crap I'm going to talk about. That's, that's how this works, right? I'm sitting down here with Carl, not his real name. Um, He's messing around online. I don't know if he's going to record with me today, if you're just going to be stuck listening to me stumble around. (laughs) Stumble around the the studio recording space (laughs) while I try to figure this out. But I figured maybe if I just got on and started talking, maybe something would miraculously happen. Uh, There have been several... um, uh, topic ideas suggested to me for this week uh one was uh, ethical non-monogamy and i think that comes on the wake of all of the uh cheating scandals (laughs) that have been happening um but harley and i you know both had the discussion that that was something that we both kind of wanted her to be here for so i have a feeling that that will be a discussion for a later date um though i will say this Famous people cheating on their spouses. This is nothing new. I don't know why we are all surprised anymore or honestly why we care. However, on the commentary with the Try Guys this week, um, I did actually come running downstairs yesterday. Today is Wednesday. I am sorry. This is going to be a late post this week, but um, I did actually come running downstairs yesterday like, oh my God, have you seen this literally just posted like 18 minutes ago by the Try Guys. Um, For a person who has built their entire brand and image around family, I was actually shocked. I don't feel any type of way about the situation, honestly, um, because one, it has no effect or bearing on my life. And and again, this is why I kind of make mention of this. Like, why do we care? It has no bearing on my life or my day to day whatsoever. Um, Do I feel bad for the people who were harmed in what happened? Sure. Of course. Um, Is it a little bit sad that clearly we're going to see the dynamics of uh, this enterprise change? Uh, Because do I watch them? Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, But all of that being said, other than that, um, you know, if it doesn't affect your life directly, honestly, 
And there's a lot of other commentary as to why there hasn't been a, a public separation from the other person involved. And um, there's a lot of back and forth about, well, there was a power dynamic because, you know, one was one was a boss and, and one was, you know, an associate producer, et cetera, et cetera, and potential lawsuit, et cetera, et cetera. Um, at the end of the day, they were both adults. They, they both made a decision uh, together. Um, I don't believe there was any coercion that happened there. Um, and so simply put, there's there's a lot of things behind that discussion. But that's really, I think, all I'm going to try to say on the, on the topic, unless I get distracted and start talking about it again. Um, anyway, so I think that ethical non-monogamy is kind of off the table um, for this week. Uh, there was some discussion about, again, talking about kind of the, the Adam Levine, you know, John Mulaney, and now, of course, the, the Try Guy situation. And I think that there is a discussion to be had there, but I think that more of the discussion is would be for me uh, something along the lines of why do we care so much as a society? It kind of runs back along the lines of like why do we as Americans focus so much on a British monarchy that we, um, you know, left <laughs> a very long time ago um, and broke from, and now we like obsess over everything that they do in their lives. But again. It, that comes back again to the commentary of why do we obsess about the lives of uh, people in the public eye anyway as a form of entertainment. Um, <clears throat> so, I, and again, I think that there's only so much that I could say on that topic either because I am one of those peoples now. <laughs> and it's, I think, something that I talked about quite a bit in, in a couple of episodes now that I think it's kind of weird. And I don't know if it's because I am one of those peoples now or if I thought it was weird before that, but it's definitely weirder now. Um, as a social experiment, it's just kind of a, an odd thing um, to, to constantly talk about and obsess about and break things down, especially when, you know, you're never going to understand uh, the dynamics from both sides of the situation and from all sides and all parties involved. And simply put, that's kind of the best way to, to look at it, is you aren't. You're never going to know the dynamics. You're never going to know what was really going on behind the scenes. You're never going to know what's really going on behind closed doors um, unless you were there. So there's that. Have I made any sense in the first seven minutes of this episode? If you're still here, I congratulate you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Have I gotten to a topic yet? All right, topic one, check. <laughs> All right, guys. I know it's been like, I don't know, maybe you took a breath between my last sentence and this one, but I think I've come up with a topic. One that I like. Let's talk about explorations of kink. Here we go. Let's dive right in. So... One of my followers, who I love to death, has been around with me for quite some time on TikTok. Um, actually changed her username on TikTok as a result of this. Said, said to me uh, when she discovered me was, 
wow, I think I may be a little less vanilla than I thought. Maybe I'm vanilla with sprinkles. <laughs> and that has stuck with me ever since. So yeah. So let's talk about that. Um, you know, it's becoming a much more common topic in mainstream, right? This this idea of kink and uh, folks that consider themselves to be vanilla or someone who's into non-kinky sex. And what, what is that anymore, honestly, right now that all this other mainstream media has introduced all these visuals of, of kink and building a sex dungeon and, and all these other things, right? So let's talk about like learning about kink and learning about the exploration of kink. So, so what if you just haven't explored that yet? Um, is it uh, sexual trauma? Is it lack of information? Is it common shifts in your own desires? Um, and now you are more curious about what potentially um, you might be interested in that maybe you just hadn't been exposed to before. Um, maybe you just didn't no, I think a lot of people when their first kind of entry in the world of kink uh, overall, uh, you know, they just didn't know. Maybe you were raised in a very conservative family that didn't talk about these kinds of things, right? So, um, and don't get me wrong. Again, we're not using the word vanilla as a derogatory term, like regular everyday, you know, morning sex with uh, nothing, uh, you know, kink related involved in it is fantastic, right? Like <laughs> great sex is great sex. It doesn't matter what's involved <laughs> in it. Um, and, and it's okay that if you really just aren't into kink, that's, that's fine too. Like I'm not, we are not judgmental either way. Um, there are many other things that can be learned um, from the kink world without engaging in kink. So um, even though you might feel like you're missing something, <laughs> It's okay to uh, be educated about it, to learn about it, uh, maybe even just consider trying it and decide what works best for you. So, uh, you know, the first thing you really need to do is to talk to your partner or your partners, the he, she, they, thems um, uh, in your world and um, have that conversation. I have talked to a lot of people over the past several years uh, while going through my own uh, move into kink education. Um, and uh, I have talked to people whose partners have been very open-minded. I have talked to people whose partners who have said some really awful things to them when they've broached the subject and was very disappointed. Um, and sad for them, not disappointed, but just sad for them. And then I have um, talked to people that have kind of landed everywhere in between. Uh, but that is probably the number one most important thing that you do have to address, right, is you have to talk to your partners. You have to be open and you have to be communicative. Um, King doesn't refer to just one thing. It encompasses anything out of that heteronormative standard, right? covers such a wide range of activities, even if you guys are just curious about it, you may have differently, vastly different experiences um, that you're curious about. So this brings into play that 
overarching checklist, um, you know, and uh, I will make sure that I include in this week's uh, explanation a link to a great checklist that we have used time and time again. We have, of course, adapted our checklist to be pretty specific to us. But it has also grown and changed many times over the years. Um, and when I say checklist, I mean it's a li- literally a list of pretty much everything you can imagine um, from, you know, uh, activities to uh, different types of play to uh, everything. Um, I will link the checklist so that you can go check it out. And then you um, rank each and everything, both of you do it, uh, as far as whether or not you are absolutely into trying it or absolutely not into trying it. Either a, like a yellow would be like, a, okay, maybe, but we would have to talk about it beforehand. Um, a red would be like, absolutely not. That would be your hard limit. And your, your greens would be your, yes, absolutely. These are the things you do want. And then you know, you would need to sit down with your partner and, and share those things with each other and go over them. So the, th- the places that you guys match up with your greens are definitely, those are the things that you would want to try first. That's what's absolutely on the table for both of you. Um, where you guys might match up on your yellows, then you could have a deeper discussion about how, when, where you might be interested or willing to try that. And then, of course, you know, your reds, those are the absolute no-goes um, for for either one of you. And just because your reds don't match up with their reds um, doesn't mean that that's up for debate. A red is a red is a red, okay? Um, moving on from there, you absolutely, as part of this boundaries discussion, you need to be picking some sort of safe word. It should be something that you wouldn't normally say, <laughs> Uh, during play, um, I think, um, you know, we've heard kind of the, the run of, of what people's safe words are. Some of them are really cute and, and sweet. Um, a lot of people stick with the stoplight, you know, when you're checking in with your partner, um, green, yellow, red, um, because it's really easy to remember. And then I've heard a lot of people uh, that have come up with pretty outlandish ones. Um, for me, uh, during any type of play, I need to stick with something that um, my brain can find, <laughs> whether or not it's particularly functional. Um, so uh, green, yellow, red works really, really well. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So these these safe words are for, for each of you. You don't have to have the same safe words, um, but each side should have a safe word because... Um, there a time, a point in time where you are checking in to make sure that everything's okay, where things are still going well, um, and either partner can and should use them. It doesn't, uh, most people don't go straight from, yeah, this is going really well, this is going really well, to stop immediately. There's usually like uh, an intermediate place where it's like, uh, I'm, I'm kind of not feeling so great. Could we slow down a little bit? Uh, which is why, you know, that, that stoplight system works so well for so many people. But again, it's not for everybody. So make sure you guys have your own. From there, honestly, you want to make sure that you maybe start to meet some other people in the community. Most areas of the world have a really, really well-built kink community. Now, I have spoken to Harley uh, pretty in-depth. Both of us have spoken to Harley, well, um, about her 
local community to where she lives in, in the country. And she is not particularly uh, happy with a lot of the people that are involved with her local communities. She does not um, get very heavily involved um, with a lot of the people in her community. Um, but seek out your local community. Uh, there are a lot of places where you can go to find um local gatherings uh, with other like-minded people in the community and they're great places to go and meet people um, especially if you already have a partner that you can go with and you can go meet some of the other people who are already involved Uh, these are called munches um, and then that can grow into um ways where you can help expand education and education, 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 that's going to be like a main focus of all of this, right? Because you need to be in learning mode and you should be doing that through reputable sources. So you need to be talking to people who already have experience in a very healthy manner. You want to really be kind of on the lookout for people that exhibit red flag behavior in that sense. Um, but, um, you can always utilize um, places like FetLife to find local events, um, to connect with people. There are a lot of online resources these days where you can look up really, really good um, places. Again, I will probably toss a couple of good websites that we've been using for a long time that I point people to on a regular basis if they're wanting to look at something more in depth. I, of course, do um, have done quite a bit of education that I have uh, up on my TikTok page. Um, There are a lot of podcasts that do education. There, there are a lot of other ways um, to go about learning. My biggest recommendation to you um, as far as getting involved within the community is to really, really keep your eyes out um, for any type of red flag behavior. And, and again, I'll make sure that there is um, a link to some stuff. I have done quite a bit of education on red flag behavior specifically, and I will go ahead and make sure that um, there's some of that up on my TikTok after this podcast goes live. I will either pin my old ones or I'll put up some new ones for you guys. Um, But that is something that you really want to definitely make sure you're paying attention to as you get involved. I would also highly, highly, highly recommend um, maybe if you decide you want to move forward, um, there are some things that are um, involved as part of the kink community that um, do have inherent dangers to them, some types of play. And so I would highly, highly, highly recommend um, if you have a local dungeon, they're not scary, I promise, um, (laughs) that you might be able to find and get involved with. Um, A lot of them will have like dungeon 101 nights. They will have teaching nights. Um, They will have safety nights for a lot of these things so that they can help you learn a lot of these things in a safe, controlled environment. Um, All of the people that they have that teach at these events are very thoroughly vetted. They're considered to be experts in their whatever they're teaching, whether that's rope play, whether that's other bondage, um, et cetera, so that you can learn these things in a safe environment and uh, with safe and experienced uh, kinksters. So this is just kind of like a really brief overview, I know, but um, this came up in my head while I was sitting here staring at the computer trying to figure out what on earth I was going to talk about. (laughs) Now, I saw that another creator, another content creator on 
uh, TikTok earlier this week, kind of came out with something, a video that she was talking about in which she discussed, um, is there such a thing as a certified kink educator? And there is a certification in sex, edu- in sex therapy, like a certified sex therapist. You can become that. There, and, and she does mention that. Um, and props to her for, for pulling that out. There is no specific degree currently that exists that addresses kink therapy um, or kink education specifically. So um, most people that you are going to find that are um, kink educators online are people who have been thoroughly vetted, not always, not, not all the time, don't get me wrong, um, but people who have been involved in the kink community for a significant period of time. And if they're actively doing education online on Discord or Twitch on people's servers, those people have been vetted by the servers that they are on. Um, it is a, a process. People who are teaching online and people who are, are teaching at conferences, those people are in general uh, vetted by the people that they are teaching for and, and next to. Um, so there is that. So there is a process for that, um, that you are a, a safe and ethical educator. So while there is no specific certification, um, one thing I would like to bring up, however, is that um, if you have a therapist, if you have a counselor or a psychologist um, or a psychiatrist, but but generally, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with a counselor or psychologist. Um, you can actually find kink competent therapists. So you can find persons who are educated uh, at the master's or PhD level, um, who are kink competent, and who do provide therapy in a kink supportive environment. So. While that's not a specific licensure, um, I do hold uh, my master's degree in mental health therapy and my husband, Carl, not his real name, um, is a psychologist, uh, is a a doctor um, and would be considered a kink competent psychologist as well and would actually be able to um, provide therapy at that level to that specific subset. Uh, so that is something that you can actually look for uh, and, and can actually be provided to you, which is fantastic because that is uh, a safe, obviously, a very safe space to be able to discuss uh, concerns. Um, and these are people, um, mental health professionals uh, who are kink competent are actually people who can really truly help, especially in the beginning of any kink journey, as far as helping recognize uh, problematic concerns within uh, any type of power exchange dynamic um, really quickly. Uh, And and that's huge. That's extremely important. So, The next thing I really want to say to y'all is normalization of this, if you are brand new to the community, uh, for yourself may take some time. 
some people don't have any issues with moving into uh, feeling like this is okay, like this is cool. Maybe this is something you've wanted to explore your entire life and you just never had the right partner and now you have the right partner. That's okay. Uh, but most of us were taught growing up that sex should be between a man and a woman for the purpose of creating babies or some version of this Judeo-Christian narrative, right? So like this is what we were grown up being told the majority of us, the large majority of us. <laughs> this is what we were told. Um, however, uh, as of now, anyone up to date with most of the latest research on sex and gender really does not believe that anymore. <sighs> Old wounds can be tough to heal. Um, it, it takes time to undo generations of, of a teaching, right? Especially when religion in, in specific is still teaching that very same ideal. Uh, and, and so it takes time. Continue to remind yourself and your partner, ideally with support, outside supports, uh, that anything between consenting adults is, is absolutely a-okay. 100% okay. It is far easier to do this, obviously, uh, with support. This is very important. If you don't feel like you can talk to your family about it, if you don't feel like you can talk to your partner about it, if you don't have a therapist, if you don't have community supports, this is going to be a difficult journey for you. I guarantee it. I don't want this to be a difficult journey for you. I don't want this to be a difficult journey for anybody. This should be an exciting, fun, exploratory journey that should be enjoyable and exciting and fun and exploratory. <laughs> Support is extremely important. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, don't forget about aftercare. So part of these conversations should be what you're planning to do for aftercare. It is the absolute ritual of taking care of one another after any scene, whether or not sex is involved. It is mainly associated with kink, but it is not exclusive to kink. It is a check-in afterwards to make sure you and your partners are doing okay. It gives you guys a chance to reconnect emotionally this is um, something that can be especially needed after role play, especially if it involves humiliation, uh, any type of degradation, uh, any type of physical intensity. Uh, this will help you calm down after any type of scene while still feeling totally safe in an intimate situation with your partner through talking about what you liked or what you didn't. This can include getting water. This can include cuddling. This can include a snack. This can include just holding each other. This can include talking. Don't let anyone tell you that they don't need aftercare. Aftercare is a moment or an hour or three hours of mentally and emotionally resetting from whatever activities you both just engaged in. And for some people, that may mean that they need 10 minutes of alone time to just sit and meditate and think and reset. And for some people, that may mean that they need to be held and wrapped in a blanket and they need food and water brought to them. It looks different for everybody. 
But no matter what type of interaction you're having, be it heavily sadomasochistic, be it the most half asleep sexual encounter you've ever had, needs some sort of aftercare. So do not forget this. This is vitally important. What makes the sub can vary wildly depending on the situation and personal needs. Um, if you ended up getting bruised due to impact play, maybe you need some ice. No matter how delightfully nasty you were, aftercare is all about the reminder that these things were done with love and with care and that you are both there for each other. After all of that, can you continue to check in with each other? And boy, let me tell you something, prepare for a change. Now, we talked a couple of episodes ago with a friend of mine, uh, Susan, was that what she called herself? <laughs> anyway, we talked a while ago about how to continue to check in with each other and uh, how you can expect to grow and change. You may discover new things that turn you on that you didn't think would ever turn you on before. You may want to try new things. You may have a new fantasy. You may discover that that works only as a fantasy and not as real life. You may discover that you had a fantasy that now you want to try in real life. Your partner will also be discovering things and changing, you're going to want to check in over and over and over again throughout your journey through kink. You're going to want to, guess what, pull out those checklists again. You're going to want to check back in with those regularly. We do. We still check in with our checklists and they have changed wildly and drastically over the years. So make sure you do that. Make sure to communicate throughout your journey and not just at the beginning. Make sure that you keep that communication open and you keep those, those checklists handy and any communication that you have with your therapist, make sure that that continues as well. All of these things are going to make that journey so much better, so much smoother and so much easier and hopefully will help you have the best journey possible. And that was a topic that I hope you all enjoyed. Do you know what you have all been missing? Humor. <laughs> and ads. Humor and ads. What is our ad about this week? Have you ever wanted to become part of a unicorn army? And I do mean a unicorn army. Well, do I have a treat for you? Now is your chance. For a limited time only, <laughs> you can become a part of a unicorn a real life ethically sourced unicorn army. That's right. If you're not already subscribed to this podcast, you need to do so now because we are the only unicorn army on the internet. Don't look that up. <laughs> In addition, if you're not already subscribed to my TikTok at that one traveling girl, please go subscribe to my TikTok. If you're not already subscribed to Harley at Harley writes things, please, please go subscribe to Harley. If you're not already subscribed to Carl, you can't. We don't advertise his social media. <laughs> you can also find me on Instagram at subspace underscore podcast. And you can even find my personal Instagram if you follow the maze to get there. To do so, you have to go to my, my TikTok. You have to go to my link, link tree. 
My nope, I don't use Linktree. I use the other one. What's the other one called? Oh no. <laughs> anyway, beacons. Anyway, it's the one at the top. You got to go to my beacons and then you got to hit my little Instagram page and it'll take you to my personal Instagram and there you can follow me there too. And that's how you become part of the biggest unicorn army on, on the internet. Don't look it up. <laughs> You can also find our merch there. We are um, not launched yet on our new website because I haven't done any work on that because I've been doing so much freelancey stuff lately. Wait a second. We're still on the ads. <laughs> anyway, and that's how you become part of the fastest growing unicorn army on the internet. Don't look it up. <laughs> and now back to our regularly scheduled session. So welcome back to the podcast. Guess what? I don't think I have a topic three. Um, at all. In fact, uh, nope. <laughs> no can do. Um, so what have you been up to this week, Michelle? Well, uh, what have I been up to this week? Uh, a lot of freelance work. Uh, I have been writing freelance proposals and I have been doing a lot of voiceovers and some medical content writing. And uh, yeah, I had some people ask me to come in and potentially do some commercial work. And that's weird because when I went to nursing school, <laughs> I never imagined that I would consider leaving the medical field to become a commercial actress. What is up with that? Yeah. So that's what I've been up to this week. And, um, what a what a time to be alive, right? I've also been researching YouTube channel stuff because I really need to get that up and running. Anyone, any, any, anyone have experience with that? Want to help? That'd be cool. Thank you. <laughs> so, I, uh, yeah, I don't have a clue what I'm doing, but I'm trying to get one. Does anyone have any clues, blues clues that they want to share? Do they know? Do you know? Do you know your blues clues? I have been doing so much research on getting this stupid channel up and going. Like how do I? <laughs> and video production. I have had to learn so much. In the last couple of years, I'm not a graphics designer, but apparently now I'm a graphics designer. I am not a sound recorder or editor, but apparently now I am. I'm literally being paid to be voiceover talent now and read audiobooks, which I'm not, but now I am, I guess. Um, and now I got to learn how to video produce on top of everything. And I don't know how to do that. And I know that you can outsource it, but I'm really trying to get this up and going with like as little financial investment as possible, you know, in, in, in the days where I'm not getting paid yet. Um, and I discovered, did you know you can buy a pre-built already money-making YouTube channel? That's weird. I didn't know you could do that, but apparently you can. You can literally outsource everything. I saw a video in all of my research about a woman who literally puts free ads on Craigslist to do graphics design for companies 
and then she charges like five to a five hundred to a thousand dollars per design to do three designs for a company, and then she outsources it on Fiverr, and then pockets the money. You know, which honestly, that's not breaking any laws. All she says in her ads is that she will provide the designs. She doesn't say she's making the designs. She's not lying. What a... <laughs> Who comes up with these... I, I'm not even going to... That's kind of genius. Minimum output <laughs> for, and overhead for maximum profit. She's selling a product she doesn't even have or do. Hold on, I'm taking notes. <laughs> Come on. They literally have people out there that are paying people to do to automate their YouTube channels for them. Because it makes them more money. Than do, and they're literally doing nothing, none of the work. They're doing none of the work. If I had $3,000 to invest in buying a fully monetized YouTube channel. And now it's generating me several thousand dollars a month. And now I'm outsourcing continued automation. I'm literally doing zero work <laughs> and getting paid for it. Why didn't I do this three years ago? I could have been sitting on passive income all this time. My guy, this is insanity to me. And I know that like reaction videos are extremely popular right now. And I kind of want to do a video on just that. Like, did you, like, did you know? And obviously people know, but like, I didn't know, but in doing all this research, I mean, it's like, holy cow. It's like, <clears throat> I did find better ways. I, I have learned better ways of how to build your YouTube channel organically. It's going to take work, unfortunately. So like, I have to like, oh God. But also, I just have to figure out how the frick to do it in the first place. Like, I just, I have to, I have a fine camera for recording, but it doesn't have, like, a viewfinder that I can see myself on, which means that, like, I'm not going to know if the footage is good until I pull it onto my laptop. So that's going to be terrible. But anyway, I know I just have to get started. I know that that's the whole point, right? You just, you have to start somewhere. But Yeah. So that's what I've been up to this week. What have you been up to this week? Let me know. I'm going to be starting a new uh, series on my TikTok. Uh, you will see the first video today. Uh, it's going to be podcasts without content, text or without content. That is normally what my podcast is. <laughs> a podcast without content. <laughs> oh my God. No, podcast without context. Um because I am uh, trying <laughs> to uh, get my TikTok back on track. Um, it has been 
woefully, woefully not uh, for a very long time. And I apologize to my regular listeners if you're still here. Thank you. I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Um, And so as I uh, work to uh, rehab that, um, you will be seeing my face more often on the TikTok. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, that's what I've been up to. That's what I'm working on right now. It's very busy around here in the in the Unicorn Army household for me. I'm going to have to come up with a last name for us. I can't just be, yes, he is sitting right here still next to me. I, I can't. We're going to have to come up with a name in the Carl household. And uh, I'll keep you up to date as things continue to evolve. It's been really nice talking to you. I'm so glad I actually came up with an educational topic to talk about that I could drone on about for 26 minutes. Hopefully it wasn't boring for you. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us this on the space. What God, you know, I'm getting worse and worse at this outro. Think I, I don't need a reminder. <laughs> My brain has leapt off the ADHD train tracks. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on the Subspace Spaceship. We are so glad you came to hang out with us. We hope that you enjoyed it for at least a minute. Maybe you learned something. Maybe we helped you start to iron out some of your kinks. Come hang out with us on the dark side. We've got cookies and floggers. We hope you come back and join us again next week. We hope that I get my shit together and uh, get, get a topic prepared much further in advance. We'll see you again soon. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,